Hi, I'm Dr. Debbie Levine. I'm the Senior Deputy Editor for the Journal Radiology, and I'm here today at the RSNA Annual Meeting having a podcast with Dr. Judith Malgram, who is uh, from HealthStat Consulting Incorporated in Seattle and is on faculty at the School of Public Health. We're going to be talking today about an article in the March issue of Radiology entitled The Impact of Mammography Detection on Course of Breast Cancer in Women Age 40 to 49. This study was funded by the Kaplan Cancer Research Fund. So Dr. Malgram, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about your study, what you did, and what you found? Well, we've tracked uh, mammography, patient, and physician-detected breast cancer at our institute since 1990 through 2008. We're still currently tracking, but our study ended in 2008 for this particular paper. And we've tracked it because we wanted to find out what the um, differences were in the characteristics of mammography detected versus patient detected breast cancer. And in 40 to 49 year olds in particular because it's controversial whether or not mammography screening should be conducted in that age group. 50 to 69, no problem, but 40 to 49, is, there's an issue. So what we found was that mammography detected breast cancer increased over time. So now mammography detected breast cancer is more prevalent in our population than, than uh, patient detected or physician detected, whereas it used to be more patient detected. But since, the guy, since screening has become more part of our, uh, our psyche for younger women, it's become, we've got more early stage disease to detected. And the reason um, that we found this so interesting is because uh, although mortality is quite often the end point, what we looked at was um, with lower stage disease do we have less um, surgery and less chemotherapy, and that's exactly what we found, that there's less surgical treatment required, less disfiguring surgical treatment required, and less chemotherapy required. And that's over time, regardless of detection or with the mammography-detected cancers? Um, mammography-detected cancers are more easily treated. So with the increase, if, if all breast cancer were the same, then that would be the case. But with mammography-detected breast cancer, they're more often estrogen receptor positive and lower stage. And the lower stage disease has, requires less treatment. And how does that translate to a mortality advantage? The mortality advantage is the recurrence risk is much lower, and you're much less likely to get um, metastatic disease in a mammography in an earlier stage breast cancer. So this was a prospective cohort type of study. How do your results compare to the randomized controlled clinical trials that we always try and use as our gold standard, if I can use that term? Well, I think it supports the findings of a mortality reduction associated that has been found in mammography screening trials. This is not a screening trial. It's a, it's a cohort. But it supports the reduction in mortality observed in those trials. Great. And then you um, mentioned in your methods that you figured out whether these were patient detected or physician detected or mammography detected by a chart review. Yes. And is that an accurate way of making that determination, do you think? We feel it's very accurate because the physician who uh, you know, first sees the patient, the patient comes in and says, I found a lump. She didn't go to, the, to, have a, to a radiologist and have a mammogram done. If it's a mammogram detected 
breast cancer. We know that. But these are patients who did not have mammography at all. They came in, they presented with a physical finding. Um, and then from your article in figure three, when you look at that figure, I found it so interesting that over time there was increased detection by patient exam. And you don't really go into that um, in your manuscript too much, but you know the, the United States Preventative Task Force didn't recommend physical exam by patients, and so I was just wondering, do you think your study is strong enough evidence to say patients should be doing physical exam? Um, it's very hard to support um, a self-breast exam unless to meet the standards of the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force unless you have a randomized clinical trial. And the only randomized clinical trial that's really been done was done, it was the Shanghai study done by David Thomas. And, and with the quality of evidence, it depends on the, the evidence grade, who's evaluating. I would personally recommend self-breast exam because especially in this age group, so many breast cancers are still patient detected. And overall, in all women, um, patient detected breast cancers persist. They don't go away. And part of the reason we want to make sure and promote in some way self um, breast awareness is because 27% um, of the <clears throat> patient detected breast cancers were never seen on a mammogram. So a subsequent mammogram was done on a patient detected breast cancer and no breast cancer was detected. And with the same with the uh, physician detected breast cancers. A high percentage of them were not seen on a subsequent ma ma mammogram. So breast health awareness, um, if not self-breast exam, would be a good idea. Thank you. Um, now, one of the issues that we always have when we're looking at these studies on breast cancer diagnosis with mammography is the whole issue of overdiagnosis of DCIS. And when we look at your data, I, I am so happy that you looked at your data both with and without the stage zero cancers because that lets you look for an effect while getting rid of the DCIS that yes. could be contributing to it. So I was just wondering if you could mention what you found with and without the stage zero cancers. Without the stage zero cancers, we still have a statistically significant difference in relapse-free survival, disease-specific survival, but overall survival is not particularly relevant in a group like this because 40 to 49 year olds don't have a competing um, force of mortality. <clears throat> However, overdiagnosis is um, another term for early diagnosis. And the purpose of screening is to find earlier, more treatable disease. And to call it overdiagnosis, at this point in time, we don't know which breast cancers will become or could become a, a mortal threat or a recurrent threat. And because over um, stage zero cancers do have a small but significant rate of recurrence. It's 1.4%, but if only 1.4% of them are going to develop into a bad cancer, quote unquote bad cancer, we at this point can't tell. So you think that overdiagnosis of DCIS, we can't 
do anything about right now because we don't know how to treat them. Right. We don't know how to deal with it. So it's not the fault of the mammographer. It's not the fault of the patient to have a stage zero breast cancer. They are doing what is population-wide is a good idea is for screening. However, the medical community at this point in time doesn't really know what to do with DCIS. So it's called overdiagnosis. But cutting back on screening is probably not where you want to make your change. Where you want to make your change, because we are, in the name of progress, moving forward with mammography screening, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, depending on which organization is reviewing the data. However, the medical community is starting to and hopefully will continue to address the issue of stage zero breast cancer. Great, thank you. And then I just wanted to talk again about the methods of your study. You come from a large cancer institution, yes. which is why you're able to get this large population yes. and follow them over time. Um, but it also means that you're very geocentric where you're getting your patients yes. from. Um, you had a large proportion of Caucasians. Yes. And so do you think that your study is transferable to other populations? Yes, I think that the study is transferable to other populations as long as they're get, they have access to mammography. Many populations probably don't have as good of access to mammography as we do in Seattle, Washington, where we have a largely white, very well-educated population, and we do have free mammograms offered throughout the community. So there's, I would say, very little problem when it comes to access to mammograms in our community. Other communities might have less access. So in answer to your question, that the um, results are transferable to any population that has access to screening. Well, this is just a wonderful study. Um, I really like it. I think looking at this age group is just incredibly important, just because of all the controversy involved in the 40 to 49-year-olds. And so I just want to thank your group for this work. Um, I think we've gone over the main issues. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to bring out about your study? Well, I think that um, going forward, I think it may be uh, beneficial to, when reviewing guidelines to look at, because the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force looks at mortality as an endpoint, and then they look at harms and benefits, but the benefits package that they are reviewing doesn't necessarily include reduction in surgical uh, intervention and reduction in chemotherapy interventions. So for example, if a woman has to have a lumpectomy and radiation versus a mastectomy and chemotherapy, that's a huge, huge difference. And those metrics really need to be in the outcomes analysis that's done to review mammography screening. And I would really like to see those added. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. You're welcome.